0: welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk racing games, esports and sim racing. And today, it's a very special episode because joining us is not one, but two guests from EA and Codemasters. Joining us is Chris Smith, the Creative Director of Grid Legends, and also Stephen Brand, Associate Creative Director of Grid Legends. Hello.
1: Hey, uh, thank you for having us today. It's great to be here. Yeah,
2: likewise. likewise. Thanks, for, thanks for
0: having us. Well, it's, it's our pleasure. And thanks again for your time. So we'll talk about Grid Legends because it was uh, announced earlier this year around uh, just after E3 time during an EA event. But now we've seen uh, a lot more details about the game. We've even been uh, lucky enough to have a a quick go as well. So first of all, though, before we jump into the finer details, uh, Chris, if you could just provide us with the elevator pitch. For those who don't know, in a nutshell, what's Grid Legends?
1: So for me, Grid Legends is Attitude. Think uh, X Games of uh, motorsport meets Drive to Survive. It's about the thrill of driving, you know, wheel to wheel and pack racing against friends, enemies, on and offline, in as many types of vehicles as we can get you into. Um, it's about moments created in that in that heat of the the race. Um, it's about you know those moments where a car flies up into the air and you drive underneath it with your friends. Grid motor grid is also about motorsport turned up to eleven. Um, and it's for all player types earlier before this we were talking about uh, racing games being for all players from you know from more casual players to sim players uh, grid legends is for everyone um, and, and we build it around three primary pillars the first pillar being um, to tell a premium cinematic story the secondly um, a, to build a game with choice and variety and we intend to do this via content game modes and features like the race creator. And lastly, to create a social game that blurs that line between single and multiplayer. Just the experience is always fun, always unpredictable.
0: That sounds uh, very interesting and exciting. It sounds like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the theme. And based on my quick playtest, is is fun and action-packed close races. I yes. suppose we'll, we'll touch on that uh, a bit more in a bit. So that's sort of what Grid Legends is. But to me, there's also a lineage there and a series of Grid games. I don't know, if, Stephen, if you could talk about or touch upon, uh, you know, where the series has been and, and how it's got to this point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think one of Grid's strengths has always been the, on, the on-track experience, right? So um, if you go back to the early days of Tokka, um, Tokka Race Driver, uh, for, for me, it was like the king of on-track racing games because I knew I could just pick the game up Um I, if I had a half an hour spare or whatever it may be, I could pick the game up, play it, have a really, really good competitive race with AI. And, um, and if I wanted to, there was some depth there if I wanted to go in and, um, and obviously look at uh, tweaking my cars, you know, upgrading that type of thing. So what we've done with Grid Legends is, is kind of return to that sort of core. Um, you know, what, what makes a grid game special? What's its special source? What are its strengths? So we spent a lot of time, um, focusing on that on-track experience. And I think you'll notice, obviously, like you say, you're lucky enough to, to have your hands on the build now that we've shared, and you'll see that um, when you're racing uh, in grid, uh, you'll notice the AI will have a hell of a lot of personality about it. You'll notice the AI make mistakes. We wanted the AI to feel as, as real as possible. And something we've done as well is look at the personality of the AI across um, across the different racing categories. So so I, myself, massive you know, tocker, touring car fan, you know, I'm really, really happy that we've brought back you know the the classic tourers. Um, we've got the Laguna in there. We've got the Audi A4. Some some classic cars. My favourite is obviously the the big fat Volvo 850. And um, but if you're Very racing in a, in a yeah it's such a classic car, if you're racing in the touring car race around Brands, you'll notice that the AI will probably ta- try and take gaps that they definitely wouldn't if you're in an open wheel race, for instance. So um, that's that's kind of the essence of where we're going to with this game. We really want players to feel that immersive experience on track and where, you know, it's not all about coming first and winning. It's about that really experiencing um, that racing experience on track. So in terms of where that comes in its lineage, what we've, um, what we're doing with, with grid legends, so obviously putting that experience together with obviously the, um, the story as well. That's that's a major part of the game. So um, it's kind of time to tie the, the both together. The the way the story is positioned in the game is and tied to the career. It's actually the previous season, but you'll notice as you play it, as as Chris said, you know, it's the sort of drive to survive, star Netflix and presentation of that. But, but again, you know, the key strength as ever with any grid game is is that on track experience, and I think that's where it really
1: shines. Yeah, because you got you got to remember, you know, story campaign was previously a staple of race driver and grid games, so uh, it's that element. And as Steve said, really making sure that on-track action racing is
0: really on point. Yes, yeah, speaking of the previous games, we actually had a little uh, video series on uh, traction playing through Toko Race Driver 3 recently, which has this, uh, you, you can do, I think it's the World Tour mode where it's got the, the Great, story yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. And so in Grid Legends, there is a in-depth career with 200-odd races, I believe, where you're the team and you're going through a progression uh, but then there's also Driven to Glory, which is this story-driven uh, linear experience, right? So, if we could just touch upon first of all Driven to Glory, if that's okay, um, yeah. as a as a grid, well, as someone who's played all the Tucker and Race Driver and Grid games in the past, um, starting from uh, 13 years ago, there was Nathan McCain in Race Driver Grid as a rival that you raced against but didn't say anything now that's a character in real life who yeah. talks and does stuff so if you could just talk to me about um the process or the decision behind that, making that and then also you know what's it been like to create that story mode
1: right yeah so as you said we've got the career we've got a race creator and then we've got this this story so no we, we thought long and hard not just not just should we tell a story, but what t- story should we told. Should and I'm not going to go into a big detail today because we don't want all the spoilers out there. But what we wanted to do was really hark back to that lineage. You've talked about it before, and, and Steve's gone through it, how there is a lot of great games that precede this and a lot of, um, you know, fan favourites and a lot of fan memories. And Nathan McCain, Raven West, and they've never really had their moment in the spotlight. And that that was really uh, Ollie Johnston, uh, 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 one of our dialogue writers at, at Codemasters, that was the seed when we said, why don't we give Raven West their moment in the spotlight? But we didn't want to force the player into that team. We wanted to make sure that, that you experienced Raven West for all they are, which is the bad guys you love to hate. But then we always want to run that balance between not having that sort of cartoon villain bad guy and having, having people who have reasons for the way they act. They're protecting their name. They're protecting their family. You know, Nathan McCain's grown up a a rich kid who has had cars all his life and has expected everything in his life, and he will go through a change. Um, So once we knew that, once we knew the story we wanted to tell, um, we wanted to put another layer on there, which is the human layer. and That's where Seneca comes in. Your, Your team, the people that surround you, Yume, Ado, um, those are, the, those are the sort of the, the family that will surround you on this journey. And as a family, you go through low times, high times. Uh, there's unexpected events that happen to you. Um, and all of those will be present. I'm trying to say it in a really neutral way that doesn't. So, yeah, we don't want any spoilers. Yeah, though, yeah. That's, you know, so, yeah. so so one, once you've gone through that, once we got all that, we realized, great, how, how are we going to show this story? And that's when we realized everyone's watching Drive to Survive. My sister, never been into F1. I finally got her into F1 by watching Drive to Survive. And the great thing about Drive to Survive is it's that it's the best of that year's driving, right? It's, it's the moments, And what, what really brings people in is not just the driving, not just those moments, but the relationships between the characters and the, not the characters, in this case, real-life people and the teams. And that's what we wanted to emulate. And then, of course, the last part of this was how do we bring it to life? And we did we did do some tests with, you know, uh, an- typical animation, high-end animation, and what we realised is with some of the emotion we want to get across in this, some of the human elements we want to get across in the story, the only way to do that was with real real actors. And then, of course, you know, you've got shows like The Mandalorian that show that, that sort of green sk- screen, which feels a little dated now and feels a little sort of, it was great at the time, but, but not quite cutting edge. Mandalorian right? showed. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorian created these spaces that you believe, and I can never work out what, what is and what isn't CG in that. So we had a company, um, Spav, which, which they pitched us using this new technology. And essentially, that's what we ended up doing. We ended up um, casting for, an, we ended up with an amazing diverse cast Every one of them was amazing. But Obviously, we got Shuti Gatla as well as one of the vaults drivers um, who you may have seen in Netflix, Sex Education. Um, We got the virtual stage together. We did a lot of because we're doing remote. There's a lot of online calls, um, a lot of meetings in virtual environments, um, so that when we were ready to go, we spent the shortest time in the studio shooting it to be safe for everyone. And that was our biggest concern. And, of course, we did all of the, you know, well, Mars had tests and everything else you'd expect. But then the end result of all this is, well, you've seen it in some of the footage that you've been able to see, specifically the garage that, uh, uh, that you get to walk, that one of the characters walks through, where nothing is there, but you could be sure that there's stairs and cars and everything else.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: So we're. So we Sorry, I apologise. But just to round that out, you know, the shooting was about three months. It was so much fun, and you've seen the result is something that I think really stands up with this modern technology and is really engaging.
0: So, if someone was to purchase Grid Legends in February, is that the first board or a part of the game you'd like them to play through? Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, we we do lead you in the first the first initial experience. Um, you play the opening sequence of events. And then we get the player the choice. You know, you you can, can just continue and play the story all the way through, in the you know straight away through. Like, please take a take a break and don't spend too long on video games, everyone. But if you want to play through it, but if you want to after the first race, first couple of races, you can come out of that, create your own team, go into the career, create some races, go hop into races online. So, but yeah, we would love it if people play through the career. It's not. It's as you said. It's linear. We wanted, we did that. But that was specific because we wanted the player to go through that experience. Um, so we would love if they played through that because what it will give you is not just an amazing fun experience, um, not just the highlights of the game that we love, but also that that grounding in what the Grid World Series is. What is the Gauntlet? What are the other races? Because these races, they're not just in the story. They also compete next season. So you're going to see all these, all these races in your career in the other places. So it's a great way for everyone to get into the game uh, um, in, a really, in a really fun way.
0: I see. So the, so uh, Driven to Glory is like hit the highlights or the high in, highs and lows of last season. And yes. the career mode is you're creating your own legacy and your own story. for.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the career team. mode, which Steve, Steve can run you through, is, is, is you own the team and you drive every race. The the story is is that story campaign is just the moments that mattered last season and why they were so pivotal, why people did what they did, why what happened, how did it how did it you know roll out towards the end? So you know uh, we we like to think all thriller no filler for the story,
0: (laughs) as action packed as the on track uh, racing, right? Oh, that's yes yes. So 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 let's just dive in on the career then, if that's okay. There seems to be a lot more depth than uh, the previous grid's career, which was in 2019, in my opinion, from, from on paper at least. Um, and there seems to be a lot of progression systems going on with the teams and the carrot upgrades. So if you could uh, touch upon that, why was uh, that decided upon? And, and do you think that will give uh, more depth to the career mode?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's um, one of the things we were looking at with this game is to one of our you know key pillars it was variety. So and one area we can do that obviously is, is the career. I mean it's it's huge. <laughs> yeah is it? as a design team, you know, <laughs> we're still playing through it, finishing it now. You know, there's you know there's work to do with that. But but it's great. It gives us the um the flexibility really to to really sort of showcase and curate what we feel is is the optimum you know grid experience. And um and again, we'll probably talk in a little bit maybe about the race the race creator, but yeah. If you think of this side of the game as our curated experience, and um, and as you said, there's a, there's a few different elements that are in there now. So um, one of the key things we're looking at with this is um, not all cars are going to be purchasable. You'll be, you know, being uh, awarded cars through progression. And we thought that was something that just made it feel a lot more accessible and, um, and you know, there's no better reward than a car, right, for, for doing an event. So, of course. so that was a really cool way to sort of set that up. So some of the events when you go in to start with will be invitational. Um, we have uh, so we have the Clio Cup, for instance, as a rookie event, which is, again, really cool little cars racing out. But you'll get one of those given to you to race. When you win that event, you know, that car will then be yours. And you can then take that car. And um, the more you drive it, the more miles you'll actually um, you know clock up as you're driving that car. And, and okay. that's where you can – that opens up the upgrade tiers. Right. So basically, if you think about mileage as XP for your car, you'll get to a certain level where you can then go into that upgrade tier and actually spend the cash that you're making through these races on, on various different upgrades for the car, the braking system to make it faster, power all that sort of stuff. Um, and so, what we've done with that as well to sort of tie that into the into the career is we are, we are creating upgrade challenges. So, essentially, at each difficulty tier, whether it be that rookie, semi-pro, or pro, there'll be some races where the AI are pretty much in you know the top end versions of that car. So, go back to the Clio, for instance um So, I mean, and you'll unlock that probably at tier two of the upgrade. So, by using that car this this event will become available. And if you're feeling brave, you know, you can jump in and give it a go, right? And obviously, the best racers out there may, you know, may win that race. But um ideally, you know, you'll want your car to be as upgraded as it can be, and you know, so you can be competitive with those. So that's that's a sort of little flavour of something different yeah. we're doing there as well. Um, and without sort of too many story spoilers again. Obviously, this is the <laughs> the next year, if you like, the next. So there'll be some characters in there with you oh, that you no, may recognise from the previous season. Um, so when you uh, you can go in, and as you said, you'll have your um, mechanic with you and your teammate. And again, in this in a similar way to your car, you can go in and give those extra skills as well. So you might want to make your teammates better in the wet, for instance, you know, or more responsive to your commands um and by gaining xp through racecraft you know racecraft is back um that's where you'll be able to then go into those upgrade tiers on 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 your team if you like and then start upgrading those characters as well so um the core career itself you know we have not we didn't we didn't want to overcomplicate it that was one of the things we didn't want to do there's no point doing that in a game like grid you know you just want to get in there and see the variety in race so it's it's um there, there are paths you can take you know you can you can open up different uh, events by by winning a specific event so, it, so there is choice in there for the player and um and as with the previous season it will also sort of culminate in the in the gauntlet at the end as well which is like the race of races right so um but it's huge it's a huge career mode um you know we are there's over like 250 events in there at the moment and um and those events again will be built upon with dlc and, and we're doing weekly monthly events as well that will be um, available post-launch, so players will be able to jump into those. So, it's yeah, it's huge, um, and there's yeah, there's a lot of variety in there.
1: Yeah, and and just to just to add on top of that, you know, Steve's done a great explanation on, on all that and, and the the thinking behind it was in 2019 we grid we we felt there was a lack of progression of allowing the player to grow, and as Steve said throughout the career as you go through these events, and you don't have to play them all, by the way. So again, choice is there. If you're not good at drift, you don't have to do drift. You can do another event. So you know it's accessible, so all player types can get through. Um, But you also go up through the ranks, through through rookie, semi-pro, to pro, um, and the upgrades are relevant to those levels as well. So there's a sense of you're moving forwards. There's a sense of your team is getting bigger, it's getting better, as Steve's mentioned with the upgrades. So that was really important to us, both those two factors, which is that there's real progression with real rewards, as Steve has, Steve has explained, and also, as as we've both mentioned, choice. You know, we don't want anyone stuck anywhere in the career and not not being able to move forwards. So we'll always come back to that, which is choice and progression as far as the career right. goes.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like um, it's not just completing the race events, it's not just reaching the gauntlet, it's not just locking cars, it's also building improving your team and upgrading the vehicles as well. So there's much more incentive to to keep playing by the sound of things, yeah. which, and, is, and, which is great.
1: Yeah, and every car has an upgrade tree. So it's not Everyone, a right. single... Every single every single vehicle has its own upgrade tree.
0: Yeah. Nice.
2: And, we, and I guess something I didn't touch on, but I'll touch on quickly because um, it's relevant as well, is the the player can take a sponsor on. So when you're building your team, we have got different sponsors and And those sponsors will have um, various different objectives as well that you'll you all um, pass you know through the through the progression to your career. and what we've done with those as well is actually hooking sp- specific sponsor events as well into the career structure. so you'll open those up by doing specific goals and and at the end of those events you'll be rewarded with you know a pretty cool car and there's obviously achievement attached around those as well. so it's certainly a deeper, deeper experience. Um, than we had in the last one, for sure. And it's something we knew we wanted to build upon.
1: And also talking about legacy, Steve, uh giving cars away rather than having players grind for yeah. large amounts of money to get cars was really important to us this time. Like, going back to what Grid has done in the past that's that's been so well-received by the public, now that's worth mentioning as well, that, that we, we tried to remove frustration um uh, and grind uh, from the game.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, one thing that you, you keep referring back to is sort of this uh, choice and variety and accessibility. And is that where the race creation uh, element uh, came from? I believe you can create your own events and mix and match all sorts of conditions and tracks and cars. Um, again, is it just giving the player more choice?
1: Right. It, so it was two things actually we were go we were talking about career i remember this conversation with Steve earlier in the you know early in the, the production we were talking about you know what kind of races we want to put in a career and then we realized we have the potential to make so many more than we can put in a career there's and, and a lot were like well would people like this would people like ramps and trucks and uh, and uh, minis and, and, yeah. and beetles and all this like I like well why don't we just let them choose it's their game i see like they've paid good money, they've got all the cars and the tracks and the, the weather conditions and the ramps and the, the boost gates and the, the, the rules for races. Why not just simply have an ability to go, you know, yeah, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that go. But well, yes. the, one, yeah, the one thing we didn't want to do is create a race editor because right. we've all been in games where, let's be honest, there's, there's a skill to creating race courses. And a lot of people have it, but also a lot of people try and maybe their, their solutions aren't what they want them to be, and it gets frustrating for players. So this way, everyone gets to create. And if you jump into a race, you're never disappointed because it's always combinations that we know will work. Um, and, I, you know, we, we're still arguing over how many combinations there actually are. Um, you need that number for
0: the strap line, right? Yeah, so, I know. Over six billion yeah, combinations. Yeah,
1: well, the, the thing is there are, the rules auto adjust. So from left to right, as you're choosing, once you make a selection, there are some things that aren't compatible. Of course, you can't have uh, an elimination three rep, you know, uh, an elimination, uh, um, you know, uh, last t- 22 lap uh, course because okay. it, it rules conflict with each other. So right. we had to make some choices for you. There are some things that don't combine, but, very rarely do we do we not allow this usually for technical reasons, not because we don't want that person to have an experience. So yeah, I think um,
2: yeah, I was just going to say with the race create, I mean, mm-hmm. probably one of the the best sort of plaudits I can give it is, 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 is as soon as we got it in the game, it became a tool for us. Yeah, as designers, you know, when we're putting the putting the career together, we're like, okay, so you know, we're thinking about maybe the GT one class at this point. Which track are they going to work on? Because And this is really important as well. What we've done is match the car types and the race types, you know, to the environments we've got um, to get the best experience out of that. And the, and the race creator allowed us to do that. Right. And it was, it's been such an important tool for us. And it's just one of those tools that, you know, why wouldn't we open it up for people to play with it? It's great. You know? It's a great box.
1: And it, And it's great for all players because you mentioned, again, I, I sort of hark back to what you said at the beginning, which was, you know, your website is for all types of games. It's for all, all gamers that love racing games. And so the race creator can create super wacky combinations. You know, it can do trucks with ramps and boost on San Francisco Hills, but it can also do motorsport combinations. So again, choice, and it's for everyone. You know, I I, I, I really hope this is this is this is, you know, a game that, that everyone can just get in there and go, well, I'll tell you what, what would happen if we put you know, you're always saying you can beat me in this Ferrari versus this Porsche. Let's do it. So, it, again, it's for everyone and choice, and, and, you know, we'll come back to that time and time again.
0: Could could a player take these combinations or creations and uh, race them online? Yes.
1: Yes, yes. Um, the only mode that's not online is story because we want the story oh, to yeah. be a very crafted, that makes sense. Um, you know, story-led experience. But anything in the career, so, you know, technically, uh, although we don't really have menus and sort of say it's a co-op career, you can play co-op career. In fact, you can play with, if you if you want to play through the career with Steve Brown, you can hop into his race uh, oh, as, his team, as, as his teammate or as a rival, you know, and, and race his entire career with him. You better uh, be so,
2: quick, better
1: be good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Well, I've only had a, you know, an hour or so on it. So uh, you definitely, well, that's that's you, you definitely you're already,
1: you're, you're already better than me. So.
0: But, um, I, I but
2: hopping, that's an interesting, I mean, if you allow me to quickly sort of, of elaborate on that, that a bit more as well. So, um, obviously multiplayer is a massively important part of this game for us. And, um, and hopping was one of the earliest sort of concepts that we wanted to bring to, to grid legends, which, you know, as the name suggests, allows you to hop into the action. As quickly as possible, you know, it's all about sort of breaking down the barriers there. So if I was racing and you wanted to join me in the race, you could hop into that race. We may be in the pre-race screen, pre-race lobby. You could join that session there. But if we're racing, it allows you to actually hop in and take over an AI if there's one available there. And to go back to what sort of Chris was saying, as as a host and as a player, I have three different settings that I can set set the game to for, for hopping. So I could set it to free for all. Which means you know there's 22 cars on track. Um, maybe only me when I start that session with you know 21 AIs, but then you can just jump in and join join me in the race. Yeah. I can set it to we actually call it co-op mode, where only one person can join me. And we'll take over my teammate, right? So there we have that element where we can drive. You can join me in my career and play through my career with me, and we have a a team setting as well, which basically only allows. Um, 11 real drivers into the race and they'll all be allocated obviously an ai teammates so there's there's a lot of variety in, in, in what we do with that and um yeah it's a really really important feature for us
1: steve's got to absolutely right I, I don't i want you to sort of know where that's come from because it's you know hop in we don't want a lot of lobbies waiting because there's this there's this key moment in a lobby where you're waiting do you have enough people do you launch it and then you launch and you're that's it you've got either 22 people in there or you've got three people in there and that's the race you're going to have so as steve said you open up to everyone it's it's great that you can build that, that that grid of 22 players over the period of a bunch of races by just people coming in popping into the free spots and then and then joining so there's there's that real you know time to play that that frustration is just gone because you go to the menu and the menu is also going to help you. It's going to tell you where there's live events and you'll breadcrumb you to those. And then you just select it, jump in and off you go. So again, it's that accessible to everyone, um, that choice. Do I want to do my own race or do I want to just hop in and have fun?
0: Is the hop-in multiplayer the only sort of online multiplayer in the game or is there more traditional lobbies or private lobbies as well? So hop-in is just one
2: way you can get in. And we have, as Chris mentioned, we have a quick race button. Right. Um, which allows you to just that's pretty much that will just find you a session if it doesn't find you a session it'll create your sessions as, as host um and underneath that there's some checks that the game will do do you have a friend online is there a nemesis online and it will try and actually put you with that player um to make it sort of more catered for you but absolutely yes you know we have we have a session browser where you can go in and configure some settings if there's something specific you're looking for be that a track or whatever or you can just basically find all the um, sessions that are, that are live at that point and choose which one you want to join. Um, so there's, there's that traditional side to it as well. Um, but the way we've built, we, we kind of we keep calling it a plobby. <laughs> it's kind of what we came up with. A plobby. Of, it's a, it's a, that's it's a new one. It's a I cross, mean. cross between a playlist and a lobby. So it's not like a traditional lobby, if you like. Okay. But um, there's an overlay that you can pull on and you'll see, you'll see who's in that session with you and you'll see if they're your EA friends that, you know, and you can invite them from there and all this sort of stuff. But that kind of sits over, I guess the closest thing we have to a traditional lobby is our vehicle select screen with this plobby overlay. Oh, I see. Way. And that's where players will be generally be held um, before you go into a session. So the host can, can go off and configure, they could jump into the race creator, change the, um, the location or the car type, and then players, clients, if you like, they're st- still sitting on that screen, waiting for the for the host to, to finish. And then as soon as the host picks which car type it is, you're going to use that that um, screen transitions to show the correct car class. Everyone can pick the car,
0: and away you go. Uh, and it'll of be course, to see how that works. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry.
1: you go. Um, I said that I'm, just, I'm too excited. So uh, uh, that's all
0: right. It. Oh well, that'll be interesting to see, and hopefully we'll be able to try that in the in the new year because the uh, the online is. Um, yeah it's, it's one big element obviously not as big as the story of the career perhaps depends on personal preference but yeah online absolutely. is a key thing and we'll, we'll see more of it hopefully soon
1: well i can i can make online just that little bit bigger because we haven't mentioned it yet we're cross-platform we're full cross-platform
0: i so, was gonna ask uh, that i was gonna ask that so, so there so, you go sorry i jumped in no no that's fine please explain cross-platform in in what way so if i've got uh, PC, it's PlayStation and Xbox, and everybody's playing together, no matter the age of the console, as well, right?
1: Yes, yes. But yeah. you've, you've, you've basically explained it. Yeah,
0: I, that wasn't really a question, boy. it? was just a statement. <laughs> it's was it? Of, yeah, that was a statement, <laughs> and a correct statement here's all the answers.
1: <laughs> and, and the and the interview switches. So, yeah. our next question for you is:
2: but, It's but it's it's interesting because obviously we're you know we're we're deep in you know in bug fixing and test mode with 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 features, especially cross platform being one of those. So. Um, We'll have sessions where, you know, I might be on the PS5 dev kit and somebody else is on Steam or somebody else is on, you know, an older generation of of one of the consoles. And it's it's really interesting to see the sort of load times. You You might sit there in the lobby and there and, you know, you're pointing at this play that's on an older machine. So that's one of the challenges, you know, we have as developers is to try and retain that sort of cohesive experience while some people just are on older hardware, right? So it's going to take them longer to get into the experience. So, yeah, it's... It's challenging, it's but it's a great opportunity for the
1: game. And of course the good news there is when they're hopping in, that doesn't affect the game in, in sessions. So if you do have a you know a, a last gen Xbox and you're joining, you'll just join when you're ready to join and then you hop That's into neat. an AI car, there'll be a countdown, and then you take control after it sort of goes be 2 one go. I mean if, if you're in a
2: group if you sorry, if you're in a group and you want to wait for everybody to you're on the pre-race screen and as the host, you want to wait. And so everybody's in the race. You can obviously do that as well. You don't have to force. it.
0: Right. So everybody can wait and then it's almost paratized. Oh, but then if someone is on like a Xbox one or a PS4 or an older PC, for example, there, sure. yeah, Then they can just, the AI will take over whatever, and they can just hop in and. and Correct, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. (laughs) That reminds me of when sometimes if you leave an F121 lobby and then you can join back in and take over your AI again. Actually, just randomly, do you speak to other Codemasters and EA teams in the development of this game? Yeah,
1: Lee, you know, we, we talk to, obviously, we like to work together and see what technology each other has. So um, yeah, Lee on the F1 team, a really good guy. You probably spoke to him already. You know how cool he is. Yeah, there's another podcast um, people
0: can listen to if they want to hear it, listen to Lee. Yeah,
1: yeah, Lee is. You want to speak to the Lee. Lee is. Uh, Lee is amazing. Uh, so yeah, the, we we did share some technology. Um, we did talk, and you know, especially also around story because they did story for a couple of seasons now. So a lot of the a lot of chats with them about some of the some of the pros some of the pitfalls they hit so yeah there was a lot of discussion back and forth just really with technology and uh and around you know what they're doing
2: in fact one of the uh, senior designers in our team was was on the f1 project he moved over to to join grid
0: oh interesting uh
2: paul
1: Lovell, yeah
2: correct yeah so he's i mean he's brought like his knowledge of the f1 development as well with it so yeah it's 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 a good sort of mixing pot. And we do, we do share, we talk, yeah, there's there's a lot of
0: shares and, and tech, etc. There's a wealth of experience within the company, I'm sure. Uh, I'm aware that we're coming towards our end of our time. So I've got some rapid fire questions if that's all right. Okay. what devices, first of all, is Grid Legends releasing on?
1: Okay, so uh, I have the entire list here. I'll just cool. I will read it correctly so I get it all in there for you. So Grid Legends will be released on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS. Xbox One, PlayStation Four, Steam, and Origin on February the twenty fifth, twenty twenty
0: two. Quite a few platforms there. That's that's good. Um, yeah, Dreamcast. Oh Dreamcast. Brilliant. <laughs> no. I'm so hyped. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Obviously <of them>. not.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm going to leave the interview now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I might. I might just quickly ask it. I wasn't going to mention this, but um, is there any plans for a Stadia release in the future? Um, um we'll have to wait uh, and see on that
1: one. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Not Grid current. Legends, not yeah. Current. Grid Legends is not currently planned for a release That's of
0: Stadia. Fine. Thank you very much. Okay, so then, uh, if you're having an Xbox One or a PS4, is there an upgrade path for Xbox Series and PS5 versions?
1: Yeah, you buy it, you get it.
0: Brilliant, happy days. All right, uh, on the next uh, more console questions, I'm afraid. So, on PS5 and Xbox Series X, what sort of resolutions and frame rates can the game output at?
2: I'll be running a solid sixty, um, obviously at four K. We we do have a hundred and twenty Hertz mode as well that we're testing. Um, so yeah, so we are looking to to support that for
0: sure. Cool. Um Can I use a steering wheel? Yes. Brilliant. And is there a cockpit camera?
2: Yes. Yes. And we have a cockpit camera without a wheel as well, if you prefer.
0: So Oh, two yeah. cockpit yeah, cameras. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Double, double the choice. Absolutely. Yeah. We've brilliant. even got a
1: dash. Actually, we've got three we've got dash as well. Dash. Dash Cam as well, so there
0: you go. And Bonnet Cam. Oh, well, that's that certainly appeases, uh, I know Justin, who's on the team, who loves playing uh, <laughs> with a wheel, with a cockpit, regardless of the genre of racing game. So that's superb. Um, so the next question I was going to ask were, well, it's two questions in one, but how many cars and how many tracks or routes, roughly?
1: We've got 130 plus big hand-picked vehicles at launch, including the Aston Martin Valkyrie, That's nine car categories, 48 car classes, including semi, rookie, semi-pro, and pro categories.
0: Plenty of choice, then. But how about uh, tracks or variations to go with them?
2: There are 143 routes in the game, um, spread over multiple different uh, cities and uh, GP circuits. So we have, obviously, London, Moscow, and our new fictional track, Strada Alpina, which is awesome as
1: well. So, yeah, Mm. variety Mm. and
0: choice. Looking forward to that one. Oh, and uh, your camera docs has returned from the first race driver grid, right, which was a personal favorite. So happy days. That's still
1: my favorite track, actually. Uh, And if you drive around it, it's still got all of those lorries, all of the boxes. Uh, It's a very unique track. And uh, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites for sure.
0: Cool. All right. Well, well, just to finish off, I had a a couple uh, questions. First, we didn't really touch it too much, but how has the handling evolved uh, from the previous grid release in 2019? In my Quick hands-on, it definitely felt uh different, a bit more solid, which I felt was a positive step forward. But has there been any uh, significant work on this area?
2: Yeah, uh, do you want to say that, Chris? Or yeah, yeah, know? yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So um one of the things that the team have looked at and they've, they've obviously rebuilt the handling from the ground up as well is they, they've looked at sort of curb handling, the way the cars handle around curbs. which is one of the one of the areas we knew we wanted to improve. Um, and you'll find as well, there's there's a lot more character in the cars. So you know, if you're driving an AC Cobra, new car spoiler, um, you know, which is obviously a very very powerful rear wheel drive car, um, you'll 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 feel the difference there as right. you know, as you one of the front wheel front wheel drive minis or Clio's or whatever. And so yeah, the, the team have been um, built the handling from from the ground up. And what I would say is yeah, for guys and guys and girls watching this is you know, to get the true sort of experience as well and, and personality out of the cars, it, it, it does make sense to actually go in and look at the, you know, the, the car handling the, um, mechanics that we've got and tweak those as well. Um, with assists off, you know, this this
1: game really shines as well. So,
2: yeah, hopefully there's, there's something going on there.
0: Interesting.
1: So in addition to, uh, to that, we also obviously have, they built new handling for the electric, the trucks and the drift. Um, and I don't know if you've tried the drift yet but it's uh, it's yet. an amazing experience yeah uh, it's they they've done an amazing job on
0: that Yeah I'm looking forward to it I think uh, the last time I played drift in a grid game was Grid Autosport perhaps drift. and it was very enjoyable so um yeah, sign me up I'll be there uh, And electric vehicles looking forward to the future as well and as an EV owner that's uh, pleasing to see So let's not get into that because I'll be on it for a week so, yeah, and we'll start talking about
1: Boost and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that, that's
0: for another time. So uh, thank you very much for your time. I'd just like to ask you one final question, which is um, what's it been like working with EA on this project and did it start development before EA was involved?
1: So, yeah, look, we started um, way before EA uh, came along and they obviously um, had a look at it at the beginning of the year and loved it. Um, they've been nothing but supportive, enthusiastic and bringing to bear resources that we just didn't have access to before, a lot of uh, user feedback tests, a lot of um, knowledge, and you know, in in stories and in other areas of the game. Um, I, I did see a tweet the other day that said, "Oh, you know, they've, they've done live action because the A's bought coma And and we'd actually recorded it all about three right. months, well, four months before um, they even came along. So so that's a, a myth bust, if I can uh, say that one. But, that's why I'm asking no, the question. Yeah, it's it's been nothing but great working with them. as the short version. And, you know, it's, it's just allowed us to make a bigger game, essentially.
0: Well, that's very pleasing to hear. And uh, let's hope this uh, relationship continues in that vein, because obviously we're very excited for Grid Legends, but also the future of other Codemasters games as well. Um, well, I think that just about wraps up everything that we know at this point about uh, Grid Legends. So thank you very much, Chris.
2: Thanks. And, thanks for having us.
0: And thank you very much, Stephen.
2: No problem. Thank you, Parents.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, for if if you are listening and you are watching and you'd like to know more about the game, then visit Traction.gg website. We'll have a, a, an in depth article with the hands on impressions. There's also going to be a video on our YouTube channel. Uh, please, if you want to know more about the game, follow us uh, Traction.gg on social media and follow and subscribe on the pod- podcast platform of your choice. But also, it goes without saying that Grid Legends is out on the 25th of February 2022 for PC. current playstations and xbox devices that's it for now keep it pinned